A year ago, communities in Hawke's Bay and Tairawhiti, of course, woke to the carnage. With more on that day and what has happened since, here is our reporter, Kate Green. Hawke's Bay civil defence controller Ian MacDonald was out of town when Cyclone Gabrielle hit, and like everyone else, he had no idea if his family was safe and well. He arrived home the next day. My daughters ran out onto the road and gave me a big hug and all the rest of it. And then I said, sorry, I, have to, I laid my pack down and, and, uh, and said, right, I need to go back to work. It wasn't until he drove from Napier to Hastings that he realised what he was dealing with. Just the, the cars that were on the side of the road flooded out. You know, the metres of silt, you know, the bridge that I drive over to go to work every day the vegetation and slash that was piled up onto that bridge which was many metres above the water. There were containers floating down and, and apple boxes and, and picking boxes and all this, all this debris coming down the river. The community has spent the last year piecing land, livelihoods and themselves back together. A good chunk of John T. Moffat's Hastings orchards have been replaced by maize and corn which do better in silty soil. The Tutaikuri River breached at Dartmoor and the Ngaruroro broke its banks at Umahu and the two converged with much of his land in its path. So when I came around the corner here on my jet ski to, um, to make sure my brothers and a couple of mates were all right, I only just ducked in time or my head would have been taken off by that power line. Those power lines are, at a minimum, five and a half metres above the road surface. Bryden Nisbet's apple orchard is just a few kilometres away, on the morning of the 14th, he could only just see the tips of his trees. The damage was unbelievable, but as soon as the floodwaters died down, people mucked in. We had people from all over the country turning up with shovels and spades, digging in, and that just, for the psyche of growers and the community, was, was just a huge bonus. Now his trees are covered in pops of red. While the same can't be said for all the region's orchards, some of which are still blanketed in silt, he says growers have shown huge resilience. But it's taken a toll. I think people are still processing it, some better than others, depending on their case scenario of, of their damage. But um, no, there's still a lot of grief out there. There's still a lot of disappointment, still a lot of anger of what's happened. Nearby resident Cynthia Green says she's one of those still processing. She describes standing on her fireplace, her head just above the water, waiting for her husband Raymond to swim her to safety through a hole he'd punched in the garage roof. Every time I think of the water, I can still feel it around my legs when I was up on the fireplace, and I can still feel it attacking me almost as Raymond was rescuing me. It was raging, absolutely raging. They lost everything and are still living in a caravan on the land Cynthia has lived on her entire 70 years. Just next door is the home she grew up in, that's been destroyed too. I think at times that has hit me more than this one. Um, yes, it is emotional. In Gisborne, they're still clearing woody debris from beaches and waterways. Mayor Rahet Stoltz calls it her generation's problem, but the anniversary is primarily a time to look back. Let's not forget there were lives lost. No, this will be a time for families to reflect and, and remember those who lost their lives. So we want to make sure, even though the vast majority of people have moved on and are moving on, there's still a tremendous amount of work that we have to do. Ms Stoltz says they lost all the infrastructure that could possibly break. But the way members of the community rallied together to help, even while dealing with their own loss, was astonishing. 
you don't have time to stop. There's no time to stop. I remember the morning when we called staff, can people please come and help us hand out the Gisborne Heralds because we couldn't communicate. And I turned up and the staff room was packed. 22,000 copies of the Gisborne Herald were hand-delivered, sending an urgent message to conserve water. The roads, particularly State Highway 35, took a hammering, but further north, in Tokumaru Bay, Lillian Toho Ward says things are looking better. We've seen a lot of work done on our roads, uh, which is good to see. And we're of the opinion now that actually if we can drive on the road, then it's a good day. This evening, Lillian Toho Ward says they're throwing what she's been referring to as a flash shindig. We had to say to our lot, it's full more dress, so leave the gumboots at home. <laughs> no raincoats, no swan drive. A chance to reflect whether it's through laughter or tears. Well, that uh, confronting report was from our reporter, Kate Green.